0: Good morning, everyone. I hope you've all had a great Christmas week and Christmas day full of hope, peace, joy, and love. While I know that this year was probably a little different than most other Christmas, and you may be thinking, is this the time when I actually have to start changing out of my Christmas pajamas? Maybe you're in that state of mind still. I am glad that you've chosen to join us here, regardless of your state of mind in this time, and that you've taken time to tune in on International Youth Pastor Preaching Sunday. That's right. This is an international holiday today because it is the Sunday after Christmas, which is always given to the youth pastor to preach. So all of my youth pastor friends out there that may say they see this after the fact, let's do this, guys and girls. And even though I may not look like it right now, I can assure you that I would love to be rocking my holiday attire as well. You know what I'm talking about, that attire that you're rocking right now my favorite Toronto Blue Jays t-shirt, my favorite Toronto Maple Leafs pajama pants, my big comfy Toronto Maple Leaf socks. Now that sounds like perfect Christmas attire to be donning right now. So if you guys are sitting at home super comfy, again, thanks for joining in. And we're gonna talk today, actually about what we've just gone through this past year. And I want you and your immediate household, or if you're living alone, you and your couple friends that are there to think about this past year and think about all that has happened. Kind of like a final shoulder check to see what was behind you and while you're changing lanes when you're driving. So what does my final shoulder check look like here in 2020? When I look back over 2020, it's a year that looks very different than most. It started pretty regular for the most part. Almost for the first quarter, it was business as usual. Run-of-the-mill stuff, regular rhythms. Then mid-March hit, and i adjusted accordingly to this new world situation that we have in this pandemic i was actually able to figure out a pretty good rhythm about with the restrictions by about the summertime, and to the point where i was actually feeling pretty comfortable and not too restricted at all i had the ability to have more time in edmonton than i'd ever had in the summer before because i typically travel outside of the province so i was able to enjoy edmonton more and I, the one way that i love to enjoy Edmonton and the surrounding areas is by camping. And so I was able to camp way more this summer than usual because of the ability of our worship services being online throughout the weekends. However, this fall was also a different fall again as we launched some online and in-person ministries here. So that was an adjustment for me as well as I look back. And then again, this last little while, with a new round of adjusting coming again and again. And this leads to this week where I just spent My very first Christmas ever in Edmonton. And so while it was different, it is still something new in my life and something that is celebrated as well. This all brings me to today, which is my first time preaching on Youth Pastor Sunday as well. So that's kind of the shoulder check on my year so far. Now there's many other things that happened As well, and I'm sure as I quickly walked through my last year, there were some things that may have resonated with you, and there are probably some things that were a lot harder for you to adjust to, and there may have been some things where you felt maybe it was easier to start out in the fall this year than I did. Regardless of where you stand on the past year, today we're going to be looking at a passage in Philippians chapter 3, starting at verse 8 and working our way through until chapter 4, verse 1. And even though this is something that was written to a church a long time ago in the early centuries, I believe it can be an encouragement to us here today. And I believe these words can allow us to come to the same perspective on the past year and spur us on as, and so that we can accelerate towards 2021 with a reassurance and security in God. But before I read today's passage for us, I want to give a little bit of context about this letter. It's been written by Paul while he's in Ephesus, so from a distance, and it was written post the writing of 1 Corinthians. And this section that we're looking at today is not actually meant to address an active issue in the church, but rather it's addressing an issue in the idea of a forestalling of it. What does that mean? Well, it means that he wants to address an issue that he's seen somewhere else in other churches, i.e. in Corinth, that's why it being written after First Corinthians makes sense here because he's addressing an issue that he's seen in Corinth and doesn't want to happen here. So he's going to forestall it. And so he's addressing that here in Philippi. So with that context in mind, let's read today's passage. If you want to open your Bibles, it's Philippians 3 starting at verse 8 and then we're going to read through until chapter 4 verse 1. Indeed, I count everything as loss. in his death that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead now not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own brothers and sisters I do not consider that I've made it my own but one thing I do forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way. And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Brothers, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the examples you have in us. For many of whom I have often told you and now tell you even with tears walk as enemies of the cross of Christ their end is destruction their god is their belly and their glory and they glory in their shame with mind set with mind set on earthly things but our citizenship is in heaven and for it we await a savior the lord jesus christ who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body By the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. So, with that context in mind, that Paul is speaking of a forestalling of an issue, we're going to look at the shoulder check that Paul gives in the first three verses here today. He is talking, he is taking all that he previously knew, and he says in verse 12, or sorry, in verse 8, these words, Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Counting everything as loss does not mean that Paul no longer knows anything that he used to know or that he no longer has the relationships from before he is no longer the same person. That, that's not what that means. Counting everything as lost does mean, though, that the things that he knew no longer control him. The relationships are seen through a completely different lens. And he's being made new through the new life with Jesus. Paul's shoulder check, like mine should be, like yours should be, is not one that causes us to dwell on the past or in the past, but one that allows us to take that experience, recognize that Jesus is with us in those things and that they don't have control over us, but actually that their value is the equivalent of rubbish now because of the relationship we have with Jesus. And because we can see our past like that, we can always choose to turn our attention forward towards Jesus. That's great, right? It's perfect. Well, of course that's great, but it definitely isn't easy to have experience that was great and good and look back on it now and see it as rubbish. But like Paul here, we can do it because we know that Jesus is always better. We may have good and great experiences, but we can look back and see them as rubbish because Jesus is always better. While it may be tough, we are all good at casting aside good quickly for something that we know is better. Thus, it should be all that much easier for us to look back on bad experience and see it as rubbish then, no? And then look to Jesus as all that much better? It sounds logical that we would be able, if we can cast aside good, that we should be able to cast aside bad. Why is it that we tend to dwell then and focus on bad and not be able to get over it and go for the better? I know that I'm like this sometimes. I play a great game of softball, but then I can immediately cast that aside and start to look forward to the next one where I get to play even better. That's casting good aside for the, the thought of the better. But if it's a bad game, I can sit there and I can dwell and not look forward to being able to make the next game better. I can sit in the negative and not look forward. But Paul is trying to lay it out for us here. That no matter what the past is, we can turn our perspective into the same one. One that can see what was as rubbish and now focus on Jesus. So, it's great to proclaim that truth and looking back on whatever we thought of 2020, good or bad, we can call it out as rubbish compared to knowing Jesus. But saying and actually doing something with it are two very different things. So, what can we do to start to turn that proclamation into an acceleration towards 2021 and the future God has for us? Well, Now, we need to remember our training. Sticking with the analogy of driving, anyone remember their time in driver's ed? Or maybe the time when you're driving with your parents and learning to drive? I know that I remember my time in driver's ed. I bet that many of us have gone through it. It's a process that a lot of us have to go through in order to progress in our lives. Maybe you've even taken a defensive driving course if you haven't done the others. They're basically the same thing. What you do is some in-class portion, followed by some written tests, then comes the fun part you actually get to drive one of those fancy cars that have the dreaded instructor brake pedal. Man, that thing was terrifying to me. I never wanted that to be used while I was driving because that's like the huge, biggest sign of failure that they had to brake for you. So you go driving in this car and they are constantly telling you what to do along the way. They are the epitome of what a backseat driver is and you pay them for that. I guess this must be also where we all learn our talent of being a backseat driver when we're not driving. But what the time with the instructor does is this, it teaches us how to be safe while driving, it teaches you how to signal properly when you need to change lanes, teaches you how to know when to brake and when to accelerate, teaches you how to make moves that you need to make in order to keep moving forward. And it eventually provides you with the confidence in your ability to do all the above things I just mentioned. Driver's education is training to drive a vehicle, but the training we all get as believers is a little bit different. As believers in Jesus, we are unique in our training because when we first profess faith in Jesus, when we call Jesus our Lord and Savior, we are immediately ready to go. We can immediately start driving the car in our lives. And yet, we also never fully reach the end goal. We will always have our instructor, that Holy Spirit, with us until Christ returns. This is revealed to us today in the words of Paul in our passage. Verse 12 says, Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect. This is speaking of the final stage of our training of Christ's return. Paul knows his stuff, but he doesn't consider himself to have already arrived, even though he is a great leader. And then he continues by saying, But I press on to make it my own. But that doesn't mean that he stops working because he presses on to make it his own. But he keeps working towards what? He keeps working to this because Christ Jesus has made him his own. That's why he keeps working because Jesus is his connection. Paul acknowledges that all his past and all he knows are not enough. And if we were to look back into the verses four through seven that, previous, that, that predate this passage right here, we'll be able to see that Paul actually was a who's who religious leaders in his day but paul counts all those things as rubbish and compared to the goal of god's future plan for us they truly are rubbish but they are still things that have formed him and make him able to do what he does right now similarly to us here today our past needs to be considered rubbish 2020 we can cast it aside but that is a time of training, possibly even a time of suffering, possibly a time of joy. But they have all prepared us to be able to make the move we need to today, to move back into the perspective focused on Jesus and his plan for our lives. We, followers of Christ, are in, all in the process of being trained, like Paul was. Even though it is not where we place our value It is what allows us to continue doing the things to move us forward today. Towards the prize that is outlined for us in this passage too. The prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That life and the eternal relationship with him. As believers, what do we call this training that we receive? We call this training our spiritual disciplines and our spiritual practices. These are the things that we can do along the way. And that have been happening along the way. Those things are things like reading your Bible, praying, going to church, Sabbath keeping, fasting, meeting in your life group, sharing your faith with friends, having a coffee with friends, resting, serving those in need, tithing, doing a Bible study class, even your daily mundane work that you do. As we have been going through all of our daily lives, if we are intentional about focusing and conscious about God at at work in our lives, we will begin to see the training God has provided for us to be able to move forward, just like Paul did here. So we can use what we know to be able to accelerate towards that goal. And in verse 13 and 14, again, he continues, says, Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So like Paul, we need to forget what we just looked back at and keep our focus on Jesus. We need to recognize that we are not yet perfect and don't fully understand everything but that that doesn't exclude us from anything in the kingdom. But instead, we need to continue to strain forward, work hard to what lies ahead, and we need to press on toward that goal. Paul knows that his past experience will not be what drives him forward, but that it is the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus that will motivate him to continue to press on, to press forward and accelerate That is the goal, and the goal of eternal life and relationship with God is a huge motivating factor for us all. Today, we shoulder-check 2020 and have walked through part of Philippians 3 and entering into Philippians 4 in order to see how we can move and accelerate towards God in the future in 2020. We know that the reality of the past does not need to become our future. That does not mean that the past is forgotten, though. But it does mean that we can look back and see something that we do not want to run into again. And the only way to keep going with that in the past is to take what we know right now, pull out and press on, accelerate into the future, literally accelerating into 2021. And we know that if we are connected to Jesus, that that connection allows us to continually be trained and strengthened to be able to press on, to pull out and accelerate, to have the motivation to go. That connection to God is what we need to focus on and accelerate towards. My hope this morning is that everyone who tuned in today would want to accelerate with me. But if today you know that you don't have that connection and you're sitting there feeling like you want to accelerate, I want to do that, but you know you're not connected, that you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want you to know that you can take that first step today, right now. You can pause whatever is going on around you in this moment and focus on these realities. That we live on an earth created by God created for perfect community between us and God. But we have caused that community to be broken by the sin in our lives, by the decisions we make to put what we want ahead of what God has for us. We're unable to fix what we've broken. But that's not where the story ends. God has provided a way. The one way to get back into community with God, the one, the only way is Jesus. So right now, today, If you have heard those words and know them to be true, I encourage you to repeat the following prayer. Whether out loud or silently, take one last shoulder check on your life apart from God and accelerate to a new life with God. Let's pray. God, I know that Jesus, God's only Son, who came to earth and lived a perfect life, was punished for the sin that separates me from God. But through his life, through his death, through his resurrection and through his ascension, I can today pause in this moment and confess that I am currently separated from you and I know that only Jesus can fix that. So God, I believe. I believe in Jesus as the one true king. I believe in Jesus as the one true Lord. I believe in Jesus as the one true savior. And I commit my life to him today. God, help me to accelerate toward you more and more every day. Amen. If you just said that prayer, those words with me, that's amazing. And we at West Meadows want to celebrate with you. So please reach out. Click the I Commit My Life to Jesus button and chat with somebody and share that commitment in our live prayer option today. We would love to celebrate with you in that. And if you're online on Facebook, just throw it in the comments and we'd love to chat with you and continue to journey with you as you experience new life with Jesus. So today, we want to take one last shoulder check on 2020 and recognize it all as rubbish compared to our end goal, compared to where our focus now points, the goal of the upward call of Christ Jesus. And that connection we have with Jesus is what allows us to leave 2020 and our past behind us. That connection is what lets us take what we have been through and not dwell on it and be slaves to it, but rather to see it as training, as those spiritual practices and disciplines to help us in our daily lives. And we can use that connection and that training, the fact that we are now children of God, to make the decision to pull out and accelerate towards Jesus as we enter into 2021.